welcome to another riveting episode of the Football Fools podcast, the number one football podcast in the great state of Colorado, Westminster area. Uh, this episode is going to be dedicated to the late, great Betty White. And as we are uh, watching Aaron Rodgers uh, single-handedly keeping me out of a $300 bet, uh, I'm going to kick it to John for the first topic of the night. Also, John Madden died, too. Oh, and John Madden, I guess, yeah. And Dan Reeves. And Dan Reeves. Wow, how could you guys forget your own boy, Demarius Thomas? I I thought we talked about him in the last pod. I'm sorry. But uh, Betty White, first and foremost. Yeah, anyway, uh, so we'll get into talking about the games today. Uh, What I was thinking that we could do kind of overall, I think we should give each team that we talked about a grade for their season so far. Uh, we won't spend as much time talking about teams that aren't going to be in the playoffs. We'll touch on our own teams briefly and give them a grade. Um, but otherwise, we'll mostly just stick to playoff teams. So uh, I think we should start with the team that I would say had the the biggest win of the day. Um, and that, that would be one of Ryan's favorite teams, his uh, division rivals, Cincinnati Bengals, going out and beating the Chiefs in comeback fashion today clinching the AFC North, shutting out the Steelers and Ravens and Browns from that division. Uh, so, Ryan, what, what do you think about Cincinnati being able to pull that off today? Yeah, I think uh, them and the refs did a great job. Um, <laughs> they, they, they couldn't have done it without each other. You don't think uh, Joe Burrow hitting Jamar Chase on the same play five times um, and the Kansas City Chiefs not – not you know trying to stop that exact play five yeah, times. Yeah, that was that was actually hilarious because it's like at at what point does uh, Andy Reid tell his defensive coordinator like, hey, do you want to make any type of adjustment at all? Dude, you know? it was just so weird. Like we were watching the game and I literally thought it was a replay, and they're like, he does it again, and I was like, oh, yeah. like, same exact spot that he did the last catch on. Yeah, yeah, it was it's really trippy. I mean, it was impressive for Jamar Chase. I think that pretty much at least I would assume, seals him as the offensive rookie of the year, right? Surely. Yeah. yeah I don't I mean, see. Not for a sec. I mean, like, he was definitely in the in talks, like, for it, if not already it. And I think that solidified with a 200 and what do you have, 260-yard game or yeah. something insane. And Burroughs had, like, a 1,000 yards passing last in two, two games. Weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, 100%. Uh, definitely div- – deserve your division because you guys suck and Tyler Huntley is about as good as Lamar Jackson um, but doesn't whine as much so I mean we also got to talk about the last plays of the game like dude the refs were throwing flags until Cincinnati won yeah it was kind of annoying uh, to watch that because it lasted that last two minutes lasted about 30 minutes yeah it did but um, I'm glad they won so I mean that's cool oh yeah cool (laughs) <laughs> I think too. I think uh, over the last couple episodes I think I had uh, kind of been on the uh, Bengals bandwagon as well as the Browns so I pretty much like anybody in your division except for you and the Ravens hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> sorry man yeah but big day overall for for Cincy though they're they're gonna have a home playoff game after clinching the division they're actually still in play for the number one overall seed they have to have a a lot of help, but they, they could still get that going into the final week of the season. Uh, so, I mean, 
uh, considering how bad Burrow's injury was last year, it, it's really surprising that they were able to turn it around. And also, like, a lot of people thought they should have improved their offensive line. They went with Jamar Chase, and that's been an absolute home run. So uh, good overall news for them. Uh, look, but we we can also move on to, I would say, the team that's had the second biggest win of the day overall. And e- even though it wasn't against, like, a major competitor, but because of the – actually, since he helped them out as well, the Titans were able to move into the number one overall seed in the AFC. So as long as they can get a win next week, they're going to seal up home field advantage and get the bye week just in time for Derrick Henry to come back to a team that uh, overall, like you thought they would drop off once he, once he's gone out, but overall, like they, they've been able to keep it steady, keep on winning games. Uh, and they're, they're in really great position. Justin, what, what do you see for them going forward, especially with getting Henry back? I mean, that's terrifying that you get your, the, arguably the best player in the league back week one of the playoffs. And the fact that they were able to get double digit wins with him going out, what was it? Week eight or something. Yeah. You know, about halfway through. I so. think they were like six and two or something at, at that, at that point. And I don't think they were, you know, they weren't uh, like the Cardinals where they had seven, you know, seven yeah. wins. They were uh, the longest winning streak or anything like that. So really impressive. And then not only did they lose Derrick Henry, the best running back in the NFL and possibly the best player, they go ahead and lose their dominant receivers and Julio Jones, who might be, you know, aging poorly, but AJ Brown definitely still a force to be reckoned with. And you saw his first week back, but uh, always impressive when you just have, you know, basically Ryan Tannehill, who up until a year ago was pretty much a nobody after you know, a couple of failed seasons. And then uh, who's, you know, who's the rest of the offense? Uh, Akeem was Akeem Westbrook and bunch uh, of random tight ends Anthony Ferkser and yeah all those random guys and they were still able to you know win double digits and now they get all their best players back at the right time of the year um looks like they're primed for a, a crazy playoff run hopefully for them but uh, it's, not, it's not week one of the playoffs it's week two they, they're gonna get the bye they played the Texans next week oh yeah that's true so yeah, they're, yeah. they're gonna rest you know yeah and then Derrick Henry doesn't even have to play that yeah I guess you're right that's true Hey, really quick, uh, since we talked about grades really quick, we didn't, we kind of skipped over it. What, what would you give the grade for the Bengals? Just backtracking really quick, Ryan. Uh, C minus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you talking? You meant season grade, right? Not game grade. Season grade. Oh, okay. Season grade is still C minus. Yep. All right, I'm gonna give them a, a solid A minus because they dropped some games they should have won. But uh, otherwise, Joe Burrow, as advertised, first overall pick. Please score, Devontae Adams. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. Um. As advertised, first overall pick, Jamar Chase. As advertised, first round pick. Um, that team's starting to click, and I feel like they're really going to get better and you know put more pieces in that offense and maybe bolster the defense a little bit over the offseason and draft. But uh, I think A-minus overall for the season. Hard to hard to argue with uh, them, their first playoff out in, since, was it 2015, 2014? Yeah. So, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I would say the, the same thing, A-minus for them. Uh, like it. I could have saw them as maybe like an outside playoff team, but just having the division sealed up, especially in what's a pretty well-balanced competitive division. Uh, Burrow coming back from injury. It'll be interesting to see if him or Dak's going to get the comeback player of the year. Probably Burrow when his division now. I'd imagine as much. But, but I mean, so a, I'd say A- minus overall for them. And probably uh, to just pivot it to the other one we talked about, probably about the same thing for Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, uh, a person I want to talk about with them, like Mike Brable definitely consi- uh, deserves consideration for the coach of the year because just 
a lot of the things that that you did a good job mentioning. Like they have been missing so many of their key players this year, but and it doesn't seem like they have that domino of a of a defense. A lot of key players on offense have been missing. Uh, you mentioned Julio. Uh, I don't remember the exact number, but I actually looked at it the last last week or two. He has like under 500 yards receiving for the whole year. Yeah, he's so, been pretty underwhelming last so couple yeah, seasons. Yeah, it's been a terrible year by his standards, but yeah, they keep on winning. So I'd say A minus for Tennessee as well. Uh, what do you think about them, Ryan? Oh, man, Tennessee A plus. They, well, I don't want to give them an A plus because Pittsburgh beat those guys, you know, just the other week. Uh, I'll give them a B minus. <laughs> what a huge jump! <laughs> just, uh, hey, you want to go on? You want to go on? Yeah, uh, whole grade drop. You want to go on ratemyprofessor.com? I'm a strict professor. I tell you what, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, you. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm probably. Please don't catch that. Yeah. Uh no. <laughs> Sorry, I had a big uh, Devonte Adams bet, and Alan Lazard just decided to vulture the crap out of it god damn it okay anyway um that was 400 bucks cool uh yeah uh, a minus a- a- b plus for me um i don't you know i don't know i'm doing b plus i don't know whether i'm going worse a minus um also titans again did a lot with nothing uh julio jones you know way past his prime on the team didn't do much um aj brown being out half the season you know derrick henry Leading the league in, in rushing uh, a whole month and a half after he was out of, out of the league for you know injury, uh, insanely I- I- impressive. So yeah, and their defense, Kevin Byard and all those guys playing you know way way better than they should be probably. And uh, you know the Titans need that, and that's what they were lacking the last couple of years. So that's uh, really impressive. And yeah, I'm excited for to see what they do in the playoffs. But yeah, a minus I think for me. <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, and if you just think overall about the the AFC and the future of it, it it's going to be really stacked. Like you you have Burrow emerging, uh, Tennessee seems like they have a really good coaching staff. We'll see how well Tannehill holds up, but they have some good offensive weapons in place there. Obviously, you have Kansas City gone to the Super Bowl the last two years, could still get the number one seed. Fell out of it today with the tough loss, but I, I think they'll be okay. Okay, either way, most likely. Think about New England, another strong team. Uh, but but I guess, I guess as far as Kansas City, they, they took a loss today. I do think it's funny. If you bring it up, I feel like every analyst, when they went to three and four earlier in the season, at basically the same time, started to say, well, Kansas City is going to miss the playoffs. They're, they're not going to have a, a good year at all. And it's just seemed like such a mega overreaction, and then they won eight games in a row. They they could be in the the position where maybe the loss does them some good. It gives them a little bit of time to reset going into the playoffs. It's unfortunate if they don't get the five, but I also think they have the level of talent overall that that they can still win an extra game if they have to uh, for their season. Just because like they've been so good with Mahomes, I, I would just give them a solid B like it, it's not the end of the world, but it's certainly not their best year. So uh, that's what they, they would land up for, for me. What do you think for Kansas city for you, Ron? I, I think an A. I, these guys, I said it our first podcast of the year, like when they were doing really bad, uh, they're still for real. Um, they're going to be in the Super Bowl. It'll be against the Rams or the, I think the Rams, uh, Rams chiefs. 
uh, take it to the bank. Uh, but, dude, Mahomes is real, man. These guys are so good. And I, I'm a firm believer you don't want to be too hot going into the playoffs. So, I mean, this loss against Cincy, like you said, it's not the end of the world. Uh, giving them a B for you. Um, they're going to be okay. And uh, number one seed or not, they'll probably get number two with Tennessee playing the Texans next week. And I think Kansas City is going to be okay. They're dominant. And I don't think anyone in the, in the AFC will beat them. Interesting. Well, I'm going to give them – this might shock a lot of people. It might sound Broncos biased. I'm going to give them a C plus. I get that they're first in the AFC West again, okay, and I get that they're going to be in the playoffs, and I get that everything's they're really dominant. But I'm looking back at their games, and this whole season they've dropped a bunch of games they shouldn't have, okay? Like, like John said, people were freaking out at the beginning of the season. Like, let's look at some of their games. 29-33 against the Browns. I watched that game week one. They should have lost. Uh, cool, they squeaked one out. Whatever. They lost to the Ravens, 36 to 35. Lost to the Chargers, 30 to 24. Uh, we're in a not, – not a crazy close one, not a nail-biter, but 42-30 against the Eagles. Uh, got blown out by the Bills, 38 to 20. Uh, Washington, they beat K. Cool. They got blown out by the Tennessee Titans we just talked about, 27 to 3. And that's like a team that had everybody healthy – with the exception of like Clyde Edwards Hilaire at the time, who's a bum. So you have Travis Kelsey, you have Tyree Kill, you have Miko Hardman, all your freaking, tr- you know, uh, speed track runners, and they can't put up a touchdown against the Titans. Um, lose or beat the New York Giants, who have won what, two games the entire season? They beat them by three, by a field goal. Uh, beat the Packers by less than a few, uh, less than a touchdown. You know, I could go on. And then like some of the last. Uh, playoff Packers teams. without Rodgers that game, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, correct. Exactly. I forgot about that. So, yeah, they couldn't put up two touchdowns on a on an Aaron Rodgers list Packers. Um, beat the Cowboys by 10. You know, nothing crazy. And they squeaked out division wins against the Broncos and killed the Raiders, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Lost, almost lost to the Chiefs last week in a shootout. Uh, and then, of course, shit on the Steelers, Ryan, as you may remember. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not overly impressed with them. I think they've, of course, won as many games as they need to to be in the playoffs, but uh, not overly convinced with them. I think something, and I think we've talked about it a couple times already, they're not taking the easy stuff when they need to and uh, trying to be too flashy all the time, and it's getting kind of old, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to bite them in the, in the butt one day, and it could be the playoffs. Yeah, so what did you say overall for their grade? I think I said C+. Plus. C+, plus, yep. Well, and I would say overall for the Chiefs, the regular season doesn't matter. It's like they could still win it all. So even at, like as long as they get in the playoffs, their grade mm-hmm. doesn't really matter here as much as I think some other teams. Uh, let's hit on one more. Uh, I believe they've clinched one more solid AFC playoff team, and then we can talk a little bit about our own teams before we go on to the NFC. But New England, they put up 50 points today. Um, and, and like uh, I think some other teams have cracked – this so far, but uh, it, it's just kind of a random style. I saw earlier in the year, New England were the first team to put up 50 points, and now they've done it multiple times, and they've almost done it three times. I think they had like 45 or 48 in one of their other games, which mm-hmm. is kind of crazy. That's not the team that you would think would do it, but also like Belichick can just beat the daylights out of teams that are very suspect coming in, and that's kind of his uh, specialty. Uh, and I, But overall, I, would say, I wouldn't rate it as an A season for them just because after they beat the Bills in that crazy bad weather game, they were in total control of the division, and now the Bills are back in front of them, and New England needs help to get the division. So 
I, I would say it's going to be a B to B plus season for them overall. They did get a lot of guys back that had opted out from last season or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, if you weigh that into the expectations, you would expect that they were going to do a little bit better than last year anyway. And like uh, Mac Jones has been really good overall, but I, I would say like a B plus for the, the Patriots. They like, they're, they're solid. They'll be in the playoffs, but I don't see like a mega run out, out of them, maybe winning a game possibly in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I'd say uh, a B plus. It was definitely, I, I don't think if you, if you were to tell me that you thought Mac Jones was going to take them as far as as uh, he has so far this year, um, I, I don't think anybody could have actually known that. I mean, you know, unless you were just a big Mac Jones fan in college or something. I, I did bet the Patriots to have over wins and make the playoffs this year. Yeah, you did do that. I remember, so, I remember uh, when you did that. Just, like, I just felt like they had everything in place and, like, they knew the guy that they wanted mm-hmm. to be solid right away. I still think anybody expected him to be this good. I mean, he could definitely be like a like a a role player guy, and then you know the defense can carry them, kind of like the Broncos and Peyton Manning in 2015. You know, Peyton wasn't blowing people out of the water; the defense was. And I think that and J.C. Jackson's been a crazy corner this year for them, yeah. so I give him a solid B. Um, I think they've outperformed where everybody expected. You go last year, and they had a Super Bowl uh, quarterback and a former MVP, league MVP, and they didn't do as well this year. And they got rookie Mac Jones. And they've uh, you know played outside their means for sure. What do you think, Ryan? I I agree with you guys. Uh, they are a B, but they will not win a playoff game. Not even here, one. Here's why: because oh. they play the Jets, or no, they play Miami. Buffalo plays the Jets, so they'll both sit at four and five, play each other. Max Jones is not going to beat Josh Allen in Buffalo. Um, yep, not happening. So Patriots one and done. Yep, I mean, if they, if they get matched up with Buffalo, very well could see that, especially all the talent Josh Allen has. Uh, uh, I I guess, like, not a lot to say about them, but real quick, because we've talked about Buffalo maybe a little bit of a disappointing year, but they've bounced back since the last time. I would give them, like, a, a B for this year, maybe B minus overall. What about you guys? Go ahead, Ron. I, I think for the Patriots – for Buffalo. Oh, for Buffalo. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, because I think they have more potential than what they put up. So I agree with you. I, th- I would say B minus as well. I think they have too good of a team for uh, being 10 and 6 right now. Uh, they're better than that, I think. Yeah. I give them a C plus. I, uh, or maybe just a C even. They, they were just underwhelming this whole season. It felt like. I mean, you had Stephon Diggs, as crazy as he was last year. Everybody was like match made in heaven between him and Josh Allen. And then absolutely, you know, crickets for the first uh, half of the season between him and Josh Allen. Would it take him six weeks to get his first touchdown or something like that with him? Yep. So it was just like uncharacteristic, especially after what you saw them do last year. Um, and they're going to, yeah, be in the playoffs and they could, you know, potentially uh, win, a, win a game or two. I don't think they'll be in the Super Bowl, but um, – I think it's just a big drop off from last year. It was a little disappointing. So I'll, I'll give them a C. I'm not overly impressed with what I saw this year like I was last year where I was, you know, pumping them. But um, their defense has definitely gotten better this year, which has kept them in games, which is good. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Uh, well, well, let's hit on our teams real quick. And, uh, Ryan, we're going to give you a, a minute and a half, two minutes. Talk about Pittsburgh. You're great for them so far this year. Still a game left. Believe they're – 
slightly alive in the playoff race still. Um, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but what, what do you think about their year overall? Overall for the year, absolutely pathetic. Uh, Matt Canada's got to go. I've said it before. I will certainly say it again. Matt Canada has to go. If he's there next year, Pittsburgh's going to go 0-17. You take that to the bank. Uh, <laughs> but here is also something you should take to the bank, and there's two games left for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's going to win out, and this is this is the only scenario we will make the playoffs. And I might be wrong, but from what I've looked at, I believe it's correct. Uh, uh, the Raiders and Chargers both play each other, so they're going to knock. Winner goes on, loser goes home. Uh, good possibility. Yeah. Uh, we need Indianapolis to lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll have, we'll have. <laughs> and that, that and, is one corpse of a team. And we have to beat the Browns tomorrow and the Ravens with Lamar, I believe. Probably I play next week. So, and we have done that already this season. So we have to sweep the Ravens. Hear me out. Pittsburgh's going to win out. Trevor Lawrence is going to make a bounce back and show that he's a top 15 quarterback in the league. And he's going to beat the Indianapolis Colts next week. And then <laughs> Pittsburgh will play the Chiefs in the wild card round and get absolutely demolished 84 to 3. So they're going to make the playoffs to lose? Yes. Interesting. All right. I was uh I was waiting to hear where that was going. Um, <laughs> so you think Trevor Lawrence is not even gonna prove to be a top half quarterback, a top fifteen, huh? Top fifteen. And by that I mean fifteen. Uh, <laughs> oddly specific, and he's gonna do that all in one game against the Colts. Yep. All right. I like to hear it. Uh they're, they're going to ruin their draft capital. And beat the Indianapolis Colts. You heard it here oh. first on W. Oh, shoot! <laughs> double, double FT Football Fools Podcast. Too many brought to you by Truly. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, man. I think. Uh, wait, who who are we giving a grade to right here? Is that the Steelers? Yeah, he didn't ever say the grade. Oh wait, is that who we were talking about? The Steelers? Yeah. Oh, okay. What was your grade? You just said a bunch of like hyperbole. D plus. D plus. <laughs> Generous. I'm going to give the Steelers a, a, a nice round D. Um, because you guys suck, man. I don't care if you beat the Broncos. We suck too. Okay. But uh, come on, man. You guys got like a crazy. You guys had a top like three defense last year. And Big Ben can't even, you know, you had Chase Claypool, all those 11 touchdowns. Is Big Ben that much worse this year than he was last year? Chase Claypool has what one touchdown? Two? Yeah, pretty, pretty you know, pathetic. What a man. Yeah, pathetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you agree. Okay, cool. Solid D for the nice round D for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Next, yeah, D for them. And also, just to show you, Devontae Adams has 107 yards receiving. There's a touchdown. No, I for absolutely him. hate what just happened. Got him with two touchdowns. Oh my god! Well, all my two touchdown bets for him don't—they're all dead. So uh, that's yeah, cool. I, Dude, so annoying. I I needed Devontae Adams to score first touchdown. I would have won a ton of money. And he just scored the second one. Okay, anyway. Uh what team are we talking? What what team are we talking about? The the Vikings. Chris Collinsworth said that Sean Mannion isn't that bad after he threw for twenty five yards in the first quarter. Yeah, let's talk about Chris Collinsworth and why he should be canceled. He says some weird stuff. He's starting to get senile. He doesn't know what he's saying. Um he's getting kind of Sean Gannony, and I don't like that. 
Um, you see, here's a guy that set, says a bunch of garbage. And yeah. Who who Collins would play for the Bengals? Yeah. He's biased as heck, so I don't like him. I don't like him or Phil Sims because they both hate Pittsburgh. So that's why I don't like I don't like Collinsworth. You mean Al Michaels? No, no, no. Collinsworth and Phil Sims are oh, both biased. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Phil Sims is an idiot. Also, um, I'm starting. I'm potentially going to hate. Yo, tell your dogs to chill. I'm starting to hate uh, Chris Collinsworth more than I am Joe Buck, and that means a lot. I hate Joe Buck. Chris Collinsworth. After five passes through, like, the first quarter of the Packers-Vikings game right now, came out and said, oh, I don't think Sean Mannion's that bad. <laughs> and zero points. Yeah, and I was like, well, down. yeah, I was like, they have zero points. He's completed three out of five passes for, like, 12 yards. And he thinks Sean Mannion's not that bad because he was able to roll out to his left. What an idiot. Like, I know you have to say things to be a broadcaster, but give someone on the Football Fools podcast a chance to call Sunday Night Football, you know? That's all I'm saying. Even Ryan, you do a better job. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, of course. You're an intern. You're, we love you here at the at the Football Fools podcast. You're going to get a job one of these days. We'll promote you full-time at some point, maybe. All right, so Justin, don't let us down. What is the Broncos grade for the year? Absolute C+. Plus. Justify. C, C+. Plus. Justify? Okay. Well, <clears throat> I can't. Uh, we're close to 500. I mean, obviously, we're not going to get it now. Okay, I thought we were going to hit 500. This weird uh, extra game makes it impossible now. But um, I don't know. I, uh, Teddy was good enough to win six games, seven games, whatever he won. Um, you know, the offense still looks really good. It looks like we just need a quarterback. So I'm going to give them a middle-of-the-pack grade for a middle-of-the-pack team. Yeah. I can't really say. Defense has been good. Uh, offense has been promising. Can't really pump it up any more than that. Yeah, I, I guess I would, I would say like a C minus. Uh, I get probably time for them to move on, find more offensive based coaching staff, uh, get more with the times, find somebody less confused. Uh, <laughs> Teddy's all right. He he. There's a reason he keeps getting a job in the league because he can get out there and win some games. Uh, not gonna take you to the next level or anything, but. Uh, it's just kind of shocking to see how terrible Drew Locke is when he has to play for more than a series at a time. Uh, so pretty much what it looks like for Denver going forward. We we can talk more about our teams going into the offseason. Ryan Suspitsburg's going to make it. I think we all know what's really going to happen there. Uh, so we can talk more about our teams there when we get to the offseason. Uh, but it's taken long enough to get the, the most colorful incident of the day, oh, but yeah. uh, there, there's some meat on the bone here, so you can feel free to get all of your takes out on this. Uh, but however, I never thought I would see a player quit against the New York Jets, the, <laughs> the most disastrous franchise of all time. But we saw Antonio Brown have an absolute psychotic breakdown and strip off basically all of his clothes and wave goodbye to the fans on his way off the field in the middle of the game and not being benched according to the coaching staff. So, uh, at, Ryan, were you able to see that as it was kind of unfolding? I did. I was watching and, uh, he, man, there's something wrong in that dude's head and he can kiss his NFL career goodbye. It's officially done. He will not play anywhere else. 
Um, he, I don't know. I, I wasn't there. I don't know what happened, but it's just, it had to have been like everyone's saying a mental breakdown for no, like just a panic attack in his head or something. Cause how do you, you're on Tom Brady's team. You just won a Super Bowl last year. Like yeah. at what you're playing the jets. You're going, you're in the not playoffs. Be that adverse of a moment. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're in the playoffs. Like what could possibly have been said or done? Like, who cares if you're not getting the ball or something? He was getting the ball. Like, I don't understand. And Just that, last week, uh, John said he had 100 and what yards? Yeah, he had 100 yards and, like, 10 catches. But that that's the thing that's so senseless with it is, like, what Godwin heard especially, it's like they really needed him and they could have relied on him and he's still a really good player. Like, it it, it really was just sense, senseless because, like, his role se- certainly seemed to be – Prom to be expanded with all the guys they have injured on that offense. Yeah, his his head, his brain is messed up one hundred percent. Like I, I agree with a lot of people on social media. Uh, mental illness, man, with that guy, one hundred percent. Yeah, they're gonna find out he's like the like next to like Junior Seau. He's gonna have like the most like <laughs> that's, CTE like in NFL history. Dude, that's that's what I said. I said uh, today, like he's probably has a ninety-year-old like Alzheimer's patient uh, brain, you know? Something, man. He's like he's so out of it. That's so wacko and like crazy and just like, I, and I want to say unexpected, but I mean he's just been weirder and weirder every single year with all the stuff that he said and done and gotten fights and like bad mouth his GMs and stuff. It's just so strange. And, uh, and what's with that? Does he not drive? What's with that picture of him getting an Uber waiting outside the stadium? Probably just because he's a weirdo. I mean, like, he, I think he has a Florida license, I would assume. Um, but he doesn't I, I even need a Florida license. You can have a driver's license anywhere to drive. Yeah, I just meant like a driver's license. I don't know why I specified Florida just because he lives there. But, like, yeah. Why, why would he have a car there? Like, didn't he fly there with the team? Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> man. He's so, he's so freaking weird. Like, anything just like – He's not flying back. And I, I said that during the game and uh, – that was the report. Like he did not go back on the Bucks fly. I was like, Bruce uh-huh. Arians is not gonna let, yeah, let him go back with them. Dude, yeah. just he's so wacko. I'm like, what an absolute like joke, and what a, what a weird end to a career. Oh, Sham, Sean Mannion's got wheels, man. I've said it for years. Um, yeah, I, just what a strange turn of events for Antonio Brown. Like the last four years, you know, um, it was just like funny as hell because we were watching Red Zone and all of a sudden all of a sudden AB has his shirt off and I forgot. I was like, is he even playing today? And then they were like, Oh, he's walking off the field. I was like, Oh, and they went back and they wouldn't shut up about it. And I was like, Oh, I guess he just had a psychotic episode. So Antonio Brown, the newest uh, Pittsburgh Steeler to have a meltdown uh, again. And um, making Le'Veon Bell look like a good teammate. <laughs> that, dude, that's what I thought when I saw Le'Veon Bell like in the backfield. I was like, dude, he's like, what a like gentleman now, you know, like making Le'Veon look so good. <laughs> what a nice guy. Who would have? The, the Jets are going to resign him for four years, yeah, two million again, solely off, off off of AB's performance. <laughs> yeah, what a what a model citizen Le'Veon Bell now. Who wouldn't want their daughter to date Le'Veon Bell after the AB freakout? Or uh, as they were calling him today, it was make me annoyed. Lev Bell, Lev Bell, Lev Bell. <laughs> it's, like, it's like when did we change his name? Uh, hey, hey, before we change the subject, though, uh, one last thing for me. Uh, good for Arians, man. He he probably said it right there on the field or like in the locker room. Like, hey, you know, Antonio, get out of here. Like you're done. You know. 
Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. I, I don't think he was allowed in the locker room after. I think as soon as he walked off the field, uh, that that was it. Yeah. Uh, that that was kind of like what the last time we had a pod we were talking about, and I, I appreciate it, is like when players act out like that, like you have to establish some order. And, and yeah, Bruce Arians is like, he's not a buck anymore. We're not talking about him. We're done. And that like, it, it's just crazy when teams with so much less at stake are unwilling to do things like that to establish some control. And then another thing, uh, Tom Brady, you know, letting that guy live with him. I wonder if, like, 20 years from now when, like, Tom Brady's long and done, hopefully, uh, for my sake, you know, for, uh, <laughs> for all of our sakes to try and win. Uh, you, who knows? You might come out and be like, you know, Antonio Brown was a we did this to try to get at my wife or something, something weird, you know, for, like, kids. You know? <laughs> uh, was uh... – Having his Tom Brady's wife give him, give him a massage and had a towel on. <laughs> yeah, so something weird. Yeah, something weird. I don't know. Uh, he, he should be added to the picture of the people that live in Florida. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Uh, oh, I guess that Ryan, you would know what that means. But um, dude, they're just like sorry. The Sunday football thing is such a joke. They must be really hurting for views or something because they just broke down Sean Mannion's release time and throwing powder. Oh Jesus! It's second and ten. He has zero points at the half. And he can't get any points on the board, and they're throw, they're they're pumping his release time at 0.38 seconds and his perfect throwing pattern. I was like, cool, man. Must uh must be hurting for views, I guess. Um, unlike the Football Fools podcast, which everybody should like and follow on Spotify, you know, Apple Podcast, uh, Instagram, the like. Which you can rate it now. Rate it five stars or don't rate it at all. Not that you wouldn't already. Um, so great for the Bucks. Great for the Bucks for me is going to be a B minus because they dropped some weird games and for some reason we're trailing to the Jets today. What about you, Ryan? For what? I'm sorry, I missed the question. Great for the Bucks. Oh, great for the. I thought you said. I thought you said great for the Bucks. I was like, yeah, they're, yeah, they're doing good. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, grade wise. Yeah, I think an A. Like they're a solid team. They're going to be there. I think, I think it'll be them and the Rams. Or I, I like the Cowboys too. But I think uh, Tom Brady's Tom Brady. I think it's going to be him and the Rams championship game. Yeah, I, I would give them a, them a B plus. Like it, it might seem underwhelming, but it's like they still had their division wrapped up before today, and like they've had a ton of injuries this year. Like part of the reason Brady went to the Bucks and left the Patriots was a lack of weapons, and like. I think that, like, that kind of was an acknowledgement on his part that, like, he does need to have a really talented group around him. And now without Fournette, without Godwin, and now Brown quit on the team, it's like they're going to be hurting. Like, I I really don't think they're going to win it this year. Like, you can't ever fully count out Brady, but, like, that's just a lot going against them. And that's not even mentioning anyone possibly being hurt on their defense. So, like, it's going to be just a tough – a tough uphill battle for them. Like they, they'll probably still like win their home playoff game, but it it'd be really hard for them to get back to the Super Bowl again. I think this year, if if they have more health next year, probably so. But uh, we'll we'll just have to see with that. But uh, I I know the the Rams are the team that that Ron's kind of been all over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I would say a really impressive win for them today at Baltimore. Like uh, Lamar was out, but Huntley has proven like pretty solid and also like that the Ravens are just a well-coached team like they're gonna come to compete and like 
coming from the West Coast all the way out there and ha having to play on the road in bad weather, like Stafford threw a pick six. There was a lot sta uh, stacked against the Rams in that game, but they found a way to win it. Uh, and I, I would say overall, like A minus for their first year with Stafford. Like they they're not going to have the number one seed that I know of, but like uh, still really solid year. And like they're they're in position, and it, it seems like a lot of their key players are healthy. So. That uh, if they're going to do something in the playoffs, they need to make sure it happens here. But regular season, I'd say very successful, A minus overall, especially if you think like Resurrect and Odell Beckham and all, all of that. Uh, and, and add in some guys like Von Miller that could really make an impact come a playoff game. Uh, solid year for them. What do you think, Justin? Yeah, I'd give them an A minus too. And uh, they were. Um, maybe a little slow out of the gates, even though their record doesn't show that. I just feel like they were um, – they have such a high-powered team on paper with all their, you know, defensive pro bowlers and offensive pro bowlers. And it just seemed like everything wasn't clicking at the right time besides Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford. All the other pieces were trying to catch up with, like, Odell and uh, Ramsey and all those guys, like, just not playing up up to uh, to par for, every, for, like, what they were advertised as. And uh, – yeah, I mean, A minus, like I said, record doesn't, you can't argue with the record, but it does kind of scare me that they can't beat a, uh, they could barely beat, excuse me, a Ravens team that didn't have, you know, Lamar Jackson and or uh, their defensive backs with Marlon yeah. Humphreys and uh, uh, well, Marcus Peters. I, I would say add for an Achilles Hill, mm -hmm. Stafford turns the ball over a lot. So it's like they, could, they could be a bust in the first round of the playoffs. Like probably not, but if if you look back and they lost in the first round of the playoffs, Stafford probably threw two or three picks. Yeah, he threw two today, like yeah. early. And I yeah, and one was a pick six. Yeah. So I wouldn't be like absolutely surprised if they lost early. Um but yeah, it, it just seems like they could they could play better than you know than they are than they have been and are. So uh, I guess we'll see when playoff time comes because they will be there. Yeah. And Ryan, we know you're high on them, but anything else to add? Like they're great for the season and any final thoughts on the rounds? Yeah, I, th I think they're an A. I think McVay knows how to win, man. And I think you got to give them credit for today. They barely won, but they traveled across the country to play in the cold. And, like they pulled out the W, you know, that's all that matters. Yeah. And, uh, totally. Well, uh, since you brought them up, me and Justin talked about this today while the games were going on. Uh, how do you think that McVay and Kyle Shanahan compare overall as coaches? I I think that's a very good comparison. I think they're both great. Uh, I think the thing with Shanahan, though, I think McVay's better, and I I think McVay's a great coach, and so Shanahan. But uh, Shanahan, like today, he's almost too conservative to where McVay is a gambling man, but he knows how to pull it off. Like he just knows how to win. Yeah. And uh, Shanahan knows how to win too. Like he, the Niners might be, you know, someone to be afraid of in the playoffs. Uh, but I think the Rams and McVay, that's who I would take. Uh, obviously, I, like you said, I've been high on them. Uh, but that that's a good comparison for sure. I, I think Shanahan and McVay are both great coaches. Uh, I give McVay the edge if you're asking me. Yeah, that's what I, I think McVay has, has the edge overall. Like, I just felt like Shanahan, you, you, uh, that was a good thing to mention. Like, he is pretty conservative, even though he's, like, a younger coach. He's more of that old-school-minded. And I think, like, the Rams have been really aggressive and everything, but I think McVay does a good job overall developing players. Uh, and, and, like, even his worst year is a winning year. Shanahan has had a lot of years with, with big-time injuries, but they've had 
losing records. Like his, I'm pretty sure he doesn't have a winning record overall as a head coach. Not to say that he's not good, but I, I would take McVay overall. Uh, Justin, I, I think you're on the other side of it. But what are your thoughts with this? Yeah, I was I was telling John earlier that I, I'd probably go with the with the Kyle Shanahan thing. Um, arguably a less talented defense, and I get that they're you know they had a, they have a ton of first round picks on the defense, but like their secondary was been absolutely a bunch with you know, uh, stuck together with a bunch of nobodies for the relative nobodies, I should say, um, for the last couple seasons, with like the exception of Richard Sherman being there for that couple years. But um, I mean, every single week, uh, it li- felt like they had they've had a new running back for like the last three years, and they've always stuck to the run. And they've been able to produce through the run, and they have Jimmy G at quarterback. And their QB situation is actually kind of far from stable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they, yeah, you draft a you know Trey Lance uh, in the first round and trade up to get him, and then you still have Jimmy G. You paid a hundred and some million dollars to be your starter, and he's either injury uh, injured or <clears throat> you can't tell from week to week if he's like the guy that you paid a hundred million dollars and thought he was going to be. Um, I think Sean, Sean McVay is a great coach, but I think Kyle Shanahan has done a, a little bit more with less talent on the roster. Uh, and that might sound crazy because you have George Kittle and Debo and stuff like that, but the Rams have just traded for proven players every single season and every chance they can get traded away first went around picks to get pro bowlers and you know potential hall of famers. And th- I mean, yeah, they have a better record, but have, did they really seem that much more explosive or better than the Niners, really, when you look paper to you know, apples to apples, what they've had and what they've traded to get and stuff? And that's I, I just think because of that, Kyle Shanahan is a better uh, coach. But I think a lot of that, too, is uh, ownership and, like, the way they handle things. Like, obviously, the Rams are all out, have no future ahead. <laughs> and uh, so, I mean, yeah. I guess we'll know in about five to ten years. Uh, but the Niners will be the better team long term. Uh, because that's the kind of team they are eh, in a way. They were losers yeah. for a long time, but uh, I, but yeah, the Rams in five, ten years, they're yeah, they're gonna be bad. One one quick thing I did want to add on that that I said today, I I do think because like if you think the Rams drafted like Cam Akers, Van Jefferson, like I do think they know a very specific type of player they want, and I think McVeigh helps them get away with that a little bit because it seems like they're doing a pretty good job developing their their picks that are later on in the draft than you would normally have a team going. Uh, but in, anyway, uh, I, I think that that's a pretty reasonable debate to fall on either side of. Uh, Let's talk about two more teams they happen to play today, and I think that can kind of close us out when we we touch on these last two. But we saw the Cardinals go down to Dallas and get a victory 25-22. Kyler Murray remains undefeated in the Cowboys stadium, weirdly, that Justin told me before the game. Uh, So uh, Arizona was a team that's been struggling the last few weeks. Dallas looked incredible last week on Sunday night football, but – Kind of in Cowboys fashion, they they gave up gave up a game that they they were. Uh, I guess you could say they needed to get here. However, they've already got the division clinched, but they they got beat by Arizona. Arizona stays alive in that division. Uh, and I would say Arizona's going kind of up and down overall this year, but I, it's got to be like an A minus for them. Like I, I don't think they were expected to be this good, and like they they signed Wide, and he like he's been injured. Like they. 
they've lost some people and like it, it didn't seem like they would sustain it. And just as it seemed like they were starting to lose things, they bounced back today and got a big victory. So I'd give Arizona a minus. What do you think, Justin? I think I'd probably just, yeah, uh, agree with you on that one. A minus. They, uh, been better. Like I said, we were making fun of me at the beginning of the season for signing AJ Green and JJ Watt saying they had like a 2012, you know, uh, Madden create a team, but as you can tell, as long as Kyler's healthy, they have a chance and um, hopefully for them that they can stay healthy through the playoffs because their defense, Buda Baker, we were talking about today is absolutely insane. Um, should be a you know pro bowler and like first, first team all pro and stuff like that. Really, really crazy uh, defensive player there for them. And yeah, Kyler's really good. So hopefully they can just stay healthy and, you know, they could make a splash in the playoffs. Just have to wait and see. I'm not fully sold on them, so I'm not going to write their ticket to the Super Bowl or the, <laughs> NFC championship, but they're definitely a, a good team when they, when they're clicking on all cylinders. And their uh, the stat was that Kyler was seven and O in AT&T stadium since high school. He was five and O in high school, one and one and O in college. And then uh, up until today, he was one and O as a Cardinal. And now he's two and O so eight and O total in AT&T stadium. What do you got for them, Ron? I, I'm not so they are a good team. Kyler's great. Uh, but I, I'm not sold on them. This team lost to the Lions. Like uh I think <laughs> yeah. so I, I it's funny that this game today was close because I do think the Cardinals and Cowboys are similar. I think uh they like the Cardinals rushing, like yeah, James Connors is a great back, but he just scores all their touchdowns when he's there, you know, when he's healthy when he's in the game. <laughs> and uh the Cowboys don't have a their running game is Elliot sucks too. And uh, you know, they, need, they need Pollard to step up some games. So I, th- I think both these teams are similar, very close, like today's game was. Uh, I think Cardinals and Cowboys make it to the divisional round and lose there. Yep, fair, fair enough. Uh, so what would you give, give uh, Dallas then? Uh, great for Dallas, uh, B minus. Okay. Seems a little low. They've had, they yeah, had a pretty they, good year. And it, could, it could be a little low. I'll go B-plus or change it up, I guess, because they are a good team. Uh, but I I think they're equal to the Cardinals. All right. Fair, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I, I'd give Dallas B-plus. Potentially A-minus if you, if you grade on a curve. Uh, but strong bounce back year. Like, I, I probably would have picked uh, one of the other teams in their division this year. Like, it's hard to believe in the Cowboys, but Looks like their offense is really solid, and uh, their defense until today has generated a lot of turnovers. But that that might be something to to look out for if they if they're going to be really dependent on getting turnovers from their defense, and then come the playoffs and they don't get that in a game because they play like Aaron Rodgers or someone that protects the ball. Uh, I w- wouldn't really like their chances a lot in a scenario like that. Uh, wh- what would you give Dallas, Justin? Dude, I don't know what to make of Dallas. I mean, like, obviously, they're, you know, uh, clinched the division, which is terrible. They're going to be in the playoff race. Um, they started off real hot when Dak came back, and then everybody won't shut up about his uh, his couple-game slump he had there. I just don't know what to make of them. Like, obviously, two defensive stars, Trayvon Diggs and uh, Michael yeah, Parsons. Since you brought them up, let me yeah. let me ask this since we talked about them. We can see what Ron thinks. Mm-hmm. Who, Ron, who would you say is the best defensive player on the Cowboys? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, you you got to go Trayvon Diggs, man. You but, think? And, and that's hard because Micah Parsons, they have two defensive player of the years on their team. So Yeah, I mean, they're like, they got to be like, I think uh, 
Trayvon huh? Diggs. Trayvon Diggs is a uh, Deion Sanders material, dude. And uh, but and that, that's not. I if you said Micah Park Parsons, that's fine too. Because I'm not. I'm not going to disagree. But it's just if I think I would go Trayvon Diggs because he's a shut down secondary weapon, man. Yeah, I, we were talking about it today, and we we were trying to figure out who else besides the two of them would be like in the conversation. And the only people we could really come up with were like T.J. Watt yep. and Miles Garrett. And I think those are like givens that'll probably be there every year for the next like, five years or something. Or but... what about Robert Quinn on the Bears? Okay, I mean, he's had a big year, but he's they're just not year. relevant. Yeah, enough exactly. To really get the votes. Yeah, so like he hasn't his performances haven't single handedly turned the Bears games into wins because they've still you know lost uh, way over five hundred percent of you know of their games. Uh, but Trayvon and Micah Parsons, I think, have uh, a, a, a hand single-handedly or you know whatever whichever one you look at have changed the momentum of games with uh the way that mike is able to drop into coverage and intercept passes and break up you know passes on receivers tight ends running backs and get sacks and like get sacks all yeah. the damn time yeah and then you look <laughs> at trayvon he has pick sixes and you know the league leading in interceptions and stuff so i think those guys have a bigger case but um i just don't know what to make of that team because like they can drop games and it just seems like they're so uh, flat-footed sometimes when they come out to a game, and I'm just not convinced that they're going to be able to play like an actual playoff team when it comes time in the playoffs because they haven't been there. And they do have a young team, which is very impressive for the future, but all those young guys in the playoffs might not translate to a win. Yeah, well, uh, I just wanted to say, like, I actually picked Parsons in that debate because I, I'm not sure if, if you know, but uh, Trayvon Diggs has allowed the most passing yards in the league this year so i uh i think it's kind of like a double-edged sword like he gets a lot of picks but today like aj green burned him on two different occasions and like uh like i'm not trying to talk about digs like he's a bad player because turnovers are one of the most important things you can do but i i just think parsons is like has been such a great player right away already. Like, obviously, if you're a rookie and you're in the debate for defensive player of the year and you're so versatile, like, I, I would pick him. Not that anything's wrong with, with Diggs, but uh, I just think that Parsons has been incredible overall. Yeah, 100%. And then uh, Ryan just pointed out that Micah Parsons went to a high school three minutes away from where he lives currently. And where is he? Where was it? Harrisburg, Pennsylvania? Yeah, well, I guess he, he went to Harrisburg High, but then Central Dolphin is in a – like Middletown, Hummelstown, where I'm at, that's like down the street. And it's uh, like, yeah. And that, that's oh, pretty dude. wild. Oh, uh, yeah, huh? I feel like he'd be a more hometown hero. I don't see any like signs about him or anything. He's freaking amazing. But yeah. uh, <laughs> what, 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 one thing to add uh, on Diggs and Parsons is, uh, dude, both these guys are like, what, tw- 21, 22 years old? <laughs> and, yeah, uh, Parsons is 22. <laughs> that's crazy, man. Yeah, it's uh, you know, I mean, we've been fooled with the Cowboys before, though, with their linebackers. I mean, Jalen Smith got a huge contract, was crazy for two years, dropped off, and then got traded a year after his contract. <laughs> Van Der Esch. Yeah, Leighton Van Der Esch, Sean Lee. I mean, the list goes on. I hope that doesn't happen for Micah Parsons because it seems like they're using him a little differently, but I don't know if that's going to prolong his career or end it just because they're running him into the ground. But, uh, yeah, I, I think overall as a, as a team, I got to give him like a B, a B minus or a C plus um just because i don't know what they're gonna do in the playoffs i think they're very unpredictable um zeke was one of the best running backs in the league and seems like from week to week he's either blowing people out or you know putting up what did he have today 
pretty mediocre. I'm yeah, not, it was not sure exactly what it was. But yeah, it, it was not the seventy something yards in it. Yeah, so just from week to week, that team does that. You can't rely on one one part of the team or the other to perform up to what the, you know is expected of them with uh, winning a division and being in the playoff race. So uh, again, one of the other teams I'm just not convinced of. Uh, and we'll, I guess we'll see what happens when uh, playoff time comes again for that team. So, yeah, well, uh, I, I think that's, that's pretty much it for the, the playoff teams and everything we got. Uh, we kind of do final thoughts. We'll see if Brian get, has anything. And then Justin can let us know about our, our upcoming guest and why our guests couldn't appear tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but Brian, any, any final thoughts with the, the games today or, or anything else you want to get up? I think just leading into the games next week, uh, Raiders-Chargers is going to be pretty intense. Uh, look for Herbert to throw for 500 yards, I think, uh, to try and beat the Raiders. Uh, so I'd go over on the Herbert and yards. Yeah, uh, I can see that being a crazy game. So, it's going to be a good uh, game. It matters. They're going to be trying hard. Uh, what's funny is the Raiders don't have a head coach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting about that. Yeah. Um, he was our guest a couple weeks ago. Was it Dan Campbell was supposed to be our guest? Yeah, uh, he skipped the Lions game. To yeah, that's right. Yeah, awesome. so we did have. Uh, yeah, well, Dan, Dan Campbell was going to show up. He just forgot that he was going to do our podcast. He forgets. Oh, that, you know. that's awkward because he definitely came and recorded a segment with him, but uh, he fell asleep. No, my computer crashed or something. I think some no. some some excuse. Uh, <laughs> Uh, next week on the Football Fools podcast, though, we will have uh, NFL analyst and broadcaster Chris Collinsworth on the podcast to defend why he should have a career on Sunday Night Football and in the NFL at all. Uh, and me and him will debate it out, and um, yeah, and I'll I'll take his spot if I win the debate. That's how that's going to work. Chris Collinsworth on the show, Football Fools podcast next week. Stay tuned. Ryan, what's your Ryan's Bions? Do you have anything? Uh, Ryan's Bions, Pittsburgh by a million tomorrow night. Big Ben, last game at Heinz Field. Uh, what a sad moment, man. It's been a wild ride. Uh, I remember being 12 years old and thinking he was 22 winning the Super Bowl and just 10 years older than me. I'm, I was a kid. Uh, sad moment, man. End of an era. Pittsburgh, Big, big Ben. Rest in peace. Yeah, well, it was uh... – <laughs> Big Ben's last home game and Russell Wilson's last home game. Yeah, and then I mean, we you know maybe in the off season we'll talk about the emergence of Aaron Rodgers in the AFC West. Gotcha. Uh, all right, guys, I think that's it for the pod tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I think we might also try to have Antonio Brown on next week. Talk a little bit about what what his future plans are. Dang, that was a missed opportunity. Yeah. Okay. So Chris Collinsworth and Antonio Brown. We'll be on the Football Fools podcast. I'm at the Pulseman Strings, get AB, uh, maybe get him out of a psych ward uh, for to be on the show. But uh, I will get one, if not both of them, on the show next week. Um, so stay tuned to the Football Fools podcast. Everybody have a good night, and uh, we'll try to post another episode next week. Take Thanks care. Thanks for having me. See you next week. You're fired. Bye. Later. Danger zone.